Catechism of the Catholic Church in a year. Today's day 82. We begin with number 599. Jesus' violent death was not the result of chance and an unfortunate coincidence of circumstances. But as part of the mystery of God's plan, as St. Peter explains to the Jews of Jerusalem in the first sermon on Pentecost, this Jesus was delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. This biblical language does not mean that those who handed him over were merely passive players in the scenario written in advance by God. To God, all moments of time are present in their immediacy. When, the, when therefore the, he establishes his eternal plan of predestination, he includes in it each person's free response to his grace. In this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. For the sake of accomplishing his plan of salvation, God permitted the acts that flowed from their blindness. The scriptures had foretold this divine plan of salvation through the putting to death of the righteous one, my servant, as a mystery of universal redemption, that is, as the ransom that would free men from the slavery of sin. Citing a confession of faith that he himself had received, St. Paul professes, Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. In particular, Jesus' redemptive death fulfills Isaiah's prophecy of the suffering servant. Indeed, Jesus himself explained the meaning of his life and death in the light of God's suffering servant. After his resurrection, he gave this interpretation of the scriptures to the disciples at Emmaus and then to the apostles. Consequently, St. Peter can formulate the apostolic faith and the divine plan of salvation in this way. You were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your fathers, with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest at the end of times for your sake. Man's sins, following, an, following on original sin, are punishable by death. By sending his own son in the form of a slave, in the form of a fallen humanity, on account of sin, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus did not experience reprobation as if he himself had sinned, but in the redeeming love that always united him to the Father, he assumed us in the state of our waywardness of sin, to the point that he could say in our name from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Having thus established him in solidarity with us sinners, God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, so that we might be reconciled to God by death of his son. By giving up his own son for our sins, God manifested his plan for us in one of benevolent love, prior to any merit on our part. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the expiation of our sins. God shows his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. At the end of the parable of the lost sheep, Jesus recalled that God's love exudes no one, excludes no one. So it is not the will of your father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. He affirms that he came to give his life as a ransom for many. This last term is not restrictive, but contrasts the whole of humanity with the unique person of the Redeemer who hands himself over to save us. The church 
following the, the apostles, reaches, teaches that Christ died for all men without exception. There is not, never has been, and never will be a single human being for whom Christ did not suffer. Father. So in this section, it really kind of uh, uh, answers some of the deeper questions about the passion and, um, you know, why, why did God allow this to happen? Uh, one of the one of the most difficult things uh, to explain to people is why why does it have to be this way? Why couldn't there be another way to save mankind? And the first thing it says here is Jesus' violent death was not the result of chance or an unfortunate coincidence of circumstances, but is part of the mystery of God's plan. And I think first off, as Christians and Catholics, we don't believe in uh, coincidence; uh, we believe in divine providence. And God, uh, this is God's plan. This is how we were to be saved. And, um, and so, it, you know, basically it, these, these players, you know, the Pontius Pilate, Herod, and the Gentiles, um, you know, that God permitted them, you know, they had free will, obviously, but he permitted them to do this so that, that, this, that, this, uh, our, that Jesus would die for our sins. And um, it goes on to say that it's also uh, that this is, was to fulfill the scriptures, and he makes reference to, the when the Jesus is walking with the disciples in Emmaus and he kind of you know they're downcast and like why did this happen he says Did, didn't the scriptures foretell this and um and it makes it makes reference here in this section that um in particular Jesus redemptive death fulfills Isaiah's prophecy of the suffering servant and if you read Isaiah which we read uh, you know during Lent it's amazing how many of the things that happened to Christ are in that book. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, just the, the whipping, the, um, the suffering, the being led to the slaughterhouse. I mean, uh, there's just so many parts of Isaiah that come true and you just can't make that stuff up. It's just, it's just, it was foretold and, and, and God made it happen. It happened. And, uh, and why, I mean, why did this happen? You know, but we were, we were to be uh, freed by the precious blood of Christ the lamb without blemish or spot, okay? And, uh, you know, in, in future, we're going to talk a little bit about the lamb of God in a little bit later, uh, actually in a couple paragraphs, but uh, essentially that that um, we were going to, we, we were to be reconciled to God by this death, the death of Jesus Christ. And, um, and also it just makes this point is there's this universal redeeming love um, and that just basically makes the point here is that um, that there is no human, not a single human being Christ did not suffer for. And that's kind of striking. Like every human person ever to have lived and will live, Christ died for that person, for you and I. Um, and I mean, if you think about it, how do you know someone really loves you? Well, it's what they're willing to suffer. This suffering was intense and awful. It was probably the worst suffering. I, I I think arguably it is the worst suffering any person's ever encountered in the history of the world for us um, to take upon himself our sins, but also to show us his love. 